Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at B'nai Torah Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today's podcast is Mom Bodies, Daughter Bodies. Wow, here we go. Wanting our daughters to love their bodies in every shape, at every weight, to know they are beautiful, and to feel that spark of beauty that goes beyond what anyone else says or does. And it all starts with a mirror. The way we see ourselves in mirrors, the way we mirror beauty, strength, and body joy. This all started with a truly magnificent post by Rachel Sobel from Wine and Cheez-Its called, I put on my bathing suit. I'm sorry, I put on a bathing suit. (laughs) Um, So take a minute and Google that right now. We'll wait for you to read it and come back and join us. Pause for you to Google. And so let's talk with four beautiful and brave moms of daughters. Welcome to Rachel Sobel from Wine and Cheez-Its, Jill Kammer, Jessica Fleischman, and Alicia Persichetti. Rachel, I want you to describe that picture of you in a bathing suit with your toddler daughter looking at you in a full-size mirror. Oh, that Tell picture. Us. That picture in a full-size mirror with no filters. Um, <clears throat> that picture was a long time coming. I wrote a piece a while ago, and I think it was for Pop Sugar, but I don't remember, to be honest, about having a hard time embracing your body after babies and pregnancy, no matter how much time had passed. And I had people commenting on my page. I don't read the comments on any stories because people are mean. But on my Facebook page about how I needed help mm-hmm. and how it was horrible that I was setting such a bad example for my kids and how dare I be so negative about my body. And I never respond, but I did because I felt like it was an attack and I felt like we as women are allowed to feel what we feel. Mm -hmm. I don't need help. I don't have an eating issue. I don't have mental, I don't have depression. I don't have any of that. I just was a woman who didn't like my body at the moment. And I think that's okay for us to admit So cut to after having baby number two and my kids wanted to go in the pool and I never go in, ever. I make my mother take them in. I just don't want to put a bathing suit on and get in the pool. Um, And then I realized no one's probably even looking at me, so I shouldn't even think about it. (laughs) But I put that one piece on and I have worked very hard to lose whatever was left of my baby weight because I'm so petite that a pound looks like 10 on me. So I'm always self-conscious about it. And my daughter just looked and pointed in the mirror and 
giggled and I and it was that moment it was like that one of those weird very cliche I know but look, those epiphanies where I'm like I have such a responsibility here she's looking at me she sees this mommy. Was your older daughter my younger daughter this was little, okay. my older daughter said look at you mommy showing off your boobies that's what my older daughter <laughs> said because there's like a little bit of cleavage coming out of the top of the bathing suit so both of them were just so, so she saw you as beautiful and they sexy they saw like me as beautiful and sexy yeah they, to them they weren't seeing love handles and cellulite and all those things they don't know any of that a grown up woman body with right. lipstick and right. and beauty and I look hair and, I see and strength the, uh, the arms yeah. when you wave and I see the cellulite and I see all those things that I'm so hard on myself and then I look at them looking at me and I'm like I have such a responsibility here especially with my nine year old who's in school with little girls who can be mean because girls can be mean all starting to talk about these things using the word fat and using the word heavy and all these things and I just felt mm. this like thing inside yeah. of me and I've never posted a picture like that of myself. I share a lot in my profession, but I never everybody has to look at a that picture, picture like that because it mm-hmm. is there is no doubt when you look at this picture, it is seeing ourselves through little girl eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little girl eyes of love and generosity and acceptance. It is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And really, I was just trying to get a picture without her in it. I wanted her to move out of the way <laughs> because I was trying to take a picture. I don't remember if I was sending to my mom, whatever it was, yeah, and yeah. she just wouldn't move and I snapped that and I looked at it and I was like... And you're also holding your phone. Yeah. So, so there's the selfie picture yeah. of knowing... Everybody that's ever taken a selfie has to look at it and yeah. check it yeah. before they want to share it or post yeah. it. And so there was this self-consciousness awareness. Yeah. I mean, it is a magnificent... I wanted to throw up. The picture up. says throw up a million it. words, yeah. and that's where we have to begin. Yeah. Okay, I, mean, I, I love it. I know I want to interview <laughs> yeah, you yeah. a thousand times more, but, <clears throat> but I want to also say to everybody, because even I forget as the person that tries to have deep and wonderful conversations with parents, that me just saying, what did I say in the intro, um, to, to, to the way we mirror beauty, strength, and body joy, there's a double edge to that message that, that people were judging you for mm-hmm. that says, you know, st- st- if you do not feel that, every minute of every day, then somehow you are less perfect in this woman-mother journey. And yeah, mom bodies are real. Yeah, they are. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not to mention our own body types and images. Right. And anyway, so I want to talk about all of it, but I want to say thank you for starting us where you did, sure. which is for anybody that's not feeling body love, it's okay. It'd be and we'll come back to all of that. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so the first question I wrote as, as Rachel was talking is, are there times when you don't like your bodies? I never liked my body, ever. I never have. Okay, so, and this is baby. Jill, and, I, and she's here because she's also the mom of the youngest daughter at the table. So, okay, you nev- what? Never, what? I've never liked my, I've never been okay with my body, and I'm always criticizing myself, and I do it out loud, and, it, and I catch myself now. And I don't want that to affect her. Yeah. So I need to be Because we aware. looked at her in the classroom. She's gorgeous. I love those thighs. Oh, those thighs. Best. Those baby girl <laughs> thighs. They're it's delicious. The I My polkies. Like, I don't want them to go away. And I want these. I, constantly, I'm working on these to just. But again, if those thighs, that individual body type, is so, we see it and feel it with our baby daughters. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and another question if you, if for anybody is, when does that flip? When does that switch? Mm-hmm. When do we stop? 
up looking at little girls and little boys, and because it is true for boys, but when do we stop, when do we start caring that they, I mean, and the research from Florida State that was done 20 years ago, 15 years ago, says mm-hmm. we start in baby high chairs. And so somewhere probably around 18 months, we start going, eh, maybe we should start monitoring and, and checking what they're eating. So, and I've got an article wow. on that, but it's, mm-hmm. but it's scary how young. Um, but, but right now I just care about, you know, at least under one, I think we don't care. I think we celebrate it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jess? Well, they... Surprisingly, this actually made me emotional listening to you speak, Rachel. Um, I have three girls of my own. Um, my youngest is three and my oldest is five, and I have someone in the middle. Um, <laughs> someone in the middle. <laughs> I'm current, I, I, well, it's interesting because, I mean, I can't say to your question that I, I don't feel like I hate my body, and I don't. Right now, I honestly feel like I'm just a vessel for making You're pregnant. children. I'm pregnant again with my fourth. But on the flip side to that, so I do get a lot of comments, um, you're too skinny, you're too this, you're not, you know, and it's, are you eating enough? Are you healthy? Are you sure your baby's getting enough nutrients? You know, and it's like, yeah. so sometimes it's like I, it, it affects. you do fit. The, the, the image of beautiful women bodies. So tall, thin, Especially athletic, pregnant. Yeah. and pregnant. So, but, but then again, this is no matter how perfect anybody is, tries to be, approximates, you're going to get criticism and judgment. And it's interesting. So and people I, think they own your body. Well, they, they really do. I mean, when you're pregnant, you are public property. Um, but aside, <laughs> yeah, but aside from that, like I do, I actually, I fear a little bit. Because on one hand, I, f- I feel fortunate that I, I was given my father's figure, not my mother's <laughs> figure. Um, and, I, you know, but my girls are not all going to have my body. And I have already seen them comparing themselves to me. You know, I can, you know, and, and my my middle one said, Mommy, I just want to grow up and look just like you. I want to be you. Like, your hair. And, your, and I'm just thinking... I cannot believe they're focusing on this. She's four. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, but let's so let's take a pause and make it that teachable moment, um, because what happens is we take our body anxiety and then we respond to a very innocent love observation from our children because your children put you on these pedestals no matter how many times they say no no matter how many times they are resistant no matter how many times they are defiant in in their struggles and challenges you are their heroes in this world and they that you are on a pedestal so so what so so there it is there's that anxiety check moment and then you say how do you see me so i i what I've tried to do with all my girls, because they are all different, I say we're all made differently, and we all mm-hmm. have special things. You know, you have blonde hair, you have brown hair, yours is long, yours is curl, and I try to celebrate the differences as opposed to comparing, because that's all I know how to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, they've asked me, why is this person so tall? And I say, well, they were born special. They get to be really tall. You know, so that's how I try to approach it. I don't know if there's maybe... 
a different and more positive approach? Well, the, this is the moment that I wish there was a psychologist at the table. But, you know, as, a, as, a, as someone who likes just going for that authentic conversation, what I want to say is, you know what, tell you know, you said, I love your hair, I love that you're tall. And I'm like, you know what, sometimes I didn't like being tall. You can be honest about not liking everything right. about your body because then it makes it real. And you could say, you know what, it's great to be tall when I'm at Publix and I want to reach high. <laughs> but you know what, when I was in such and such a grade and I was taller than everybody else, I felt, I mean, I'm sure you never well, felt Well, I this. had to st- stand at the back of the line. I was I had to stand at the back of the line <laughs> <Right>. in pictures. <laughs> I have to be in the back I was or right on the, the end. Front. Me too. Right I always there wanted to be up. short for those moments. Did you really? Always, because I literally was lumped with the boys and the other tall girls until they caught up to me. And I'm not that tall, but tall enough that I was always in the back of every single line. So I think it goes back to Rachel's original point is we don't want to have this fake answer it's like the praise stuff if we're praising kids they feel like they're not going to measure up the kids who are praised cheat the most mm-hmm. in high school we want to get away from praise mm-hmm. and and oh i love everything everything is perfect you're beautiful no sometimes <laughs> i have or uh, you know like i bought my niece a hat that said um um, stable hair. Maybe it wasn't stable. Horse hair? No. Something about horses. <laughs> oh you know, like there's a million hats out there, but I think it was like stable. Like stable hair? I don't care. You know, so it's this idea of like you're going to go out looking sweaty and disgusting some days, but that's what I think of as body joy. You know, it's like, yeah, I stink today. It's cool. I'm going to rock this. So let me go to Alicia. Um, have you ever um, not liked your body? Of course. I think we all have. And my perspective is coming from having a mother who would constantly, I think she felt like you, she never felt comfortable in her body. Her parents never told her anything nice about her body. And so she was always self-criticizing openly in front of us children. And I remember how that made me feel. And I thought, Mom, you're beautiful. Mm. You're beautiful, but so you felt that as a very young age. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, and you have a daughter. Yes. Oh, you guys don't start. <laughs> no, I'm about to cry. I'm a crier. <laughs> I can't. No, I know. <laughs> okay. I don't want her to feel like that. I want her to walk into a room, carry herself confidently. And 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 here's where um, that that pause because it's a it's because it, this is this double-edged sword this is this crazy contradiction of raising children and how we communicate and and it is self-criticism undermines but when you feel self-criticism or hear self-criticism the research is clear how do you take those inside voices bring them outside of your body and talk to them out loud how you know you are a holistic mom who's here with holi- right. you know who's part of a holistic mom community mm-hmm. how do you bring that self-criticism and say Come on, shame. Let me talk to you out loud in daylight, not sweep shame under the carpet. The tears are real. Mm -hmm. The tears are, it's okay for your children to see you feeling real emotions and saying, because it breaks my heart when I see any person not like who they are. 
Um, and no one is perfect. You know, whether you go to Flossum, who I forget who invented that word, with some popular person. Um, but it's this idea of how do you celebrate vulnerability and imperfection instead of putting forward the perfect um, role model? Because because perf- you know, I've said this a million times on every podcast, every book, everything, and that's perfect. Parents don't raise perfect children. They raise children who feel not good enough. So we have to we have to make our imperfections mm-hmm. and our mistakes visible. Mm-hmm. And we look in that mirror, that full-length mirror, and go, you know what? I didn't know my hair looked like that today. <laughs> you know, like, I didn't know. Um, or we look in that mirror and say, oh, you know, like, I am that person, it's, it's as silly as it is, who looks in fashion magazines and go, oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> you know, like, and I, I don't look in mirrors because... Well, well, and you know what's so funny is that you're talking about all the self-criticism, and that's a huge part of it. But Jessica said, you said people say to you, you're so skinny, you're... Are you, what I cannot stand about motherhood in general is that there are so many women who just don't stay in their lane. Mm. Stay in your lane. Stop worrying about other people and criticizing because I feel like we take on so much as women and as mothers in how we feel and what we do and what we teach our kids. So when we have these other outsiders coming in telling us what our body should look like, what we should feed our kids, how they should be sleeping, all these things it literally, I get like a visceral reaction yeah, because I want to be, I literally want to yell, stay in your lane. Just, right. just mm-hmm. stop okay, worrying. Okay, but let's take a second. Um, and I don't know if, if, if you want to all comment on this, but I think we, we are not in our own lanes anymore yeah. because of social media, because of public images, and because your generation is facing um, the most intense scrutiny yep. of mm-hmm. any generation ever yeah. mm-hmm. and it is and, and and it is not that people don't want to just mind their mm-hmm. own business it is the righteousness that comes out of fear and not enoughness mm-hmm. so it's when you want to get out of your lane when you want to be a do-gooder mm-hmm. when you want to help somebody in their pregnancy or their post-pregnancy or their pre-pregnancy body you mm-hmm. need to go oh why do I have the need mm-hmm. to express any of this? And the need isn't about those other people or about making the world a better place, though we do it from a place of righteousness. Right. Right. We do it from a place of fear, anxiety, and our own not-enoughness. Yes. Right. Well, it's a double-edged yes. sword, like you said. We're letting people in on social mm-hmm. media. Yep. And so not that you deserve any negative comments whatsoever, but I do think that there's a fine line between... If someone asks my opinion, I will give it to you brutally, but I don't, I'm not ever going to shame someone or even if I feel that way, I'm never, ever going to do that to another person, especially a mother, especially a mother. Especially a mother. What do you want to say? What's the message that you want to say to everybody out there who gets out of their lane or when you might have a, a, a noble intention of getting out of your lane? Um, well, it's always think before you speak. Yeah. But just be conscious. How do you do that? Um, how do you, how do you say, that on say those words to yourself and think, hey, if someone were to say that to me, like, would would I take it well? Do I need do I need to add my my let's thoughts? Let's shift it. Let's, and then I want to shift it from ourselves, people out of their lanes for us, but talking about little children's bodies. I mean, on one hand, I think we allow ourselves to open up to all these comments. Like, just think about Facebook, for example. How many likes are we going to get? How, you know, we allow people to 
control how we feel to some degree. We give them that power. And I think we have to find a way to re- like reclaim what's ours and not allow everybody in and be able to, you know what, thank you so much, but you don't have to allow everything to affect you. I mean, I personally, during some, we're women, we're emotional, we're, you know, it's, we're a different breed than men. And I've had to learn to do this with, you know, my father, for example, um, I'm still learning, but, um, you know, there are days that I can handle it. And then there's days that I don't want to hear what anybody has Mm -hmm. to say. Mm -hmm. So, it's for me, you know, it's teaching my girls and myself, and I'm on this process now, to, you know, there are a lot of people, and it comes from a good place, and you can take it, and you know it's coming from a loving heart. And there's other people, you know, you say, thank you so much, and you just got to be strong and move on, mm-hmm. and know you're making the right choice Do for you. Do you have a need? And then, I'm gonna, and Jill, would Jill do anything to add to that? No, I mean, just I didn't know that these everybody's so perfect, and everybody has it right, mm-hmm. you know? We are. And like, <laughs> no. You can sit there, and what is it, throw, don't throw rocks if you live in a glass house yeah, type yeah, of a... Right. Yeah. yeah. What will you say to your daughters when they overhear um, comments said that you want to clarify now and I think this is part of parenting all out whether it's talking about people who are different whether it's race gender uh, anything that's not part of your children's experiences when they had three four five they're making comments about you know they're starting (laughs) to understand differences in the world Um, and so what we all have to figure out how we're going to explain the world good and bad, fair and unfair to our children. Um, Whether we do that publicly in that exact moment, whether we do it in the car after, how have you explained um, body comments? I I don't think it's one... Yeah, I don't think it's one conversation. I think it's something that you live in every day. And I think you look for, like you always use teachable moments. I think you look for those moments. The bathing suit moment was a moment. But I think that you have to constantly have, I find with my kids at least, if I make a big deal out of something with my older one, she shuts down and she thinks she's getting lectured. So I try and keep everything very casual and like conversational so that she doesn't feel like I'm here and you know I'm up high and she's down low. Everything has to be digestible for her and it's not gonna be digestible. So, well, social media, so she's nine and she's very aware of social media. She, I live on social media because of my job. I put a lot of myself out there. I really don't share a lot of pictures of my kids because it freaks me out. I do a lot from the back, profiles. I just get nervous. Um, But she sees what I do. She knows what I do. I don't hide it. She wants her own YouTube channel. She wants to, you know, be on Musical.ly. She wants to do all these things. And I feel we're having this constant conversation about, strangers and people online and body image and dangers, but I'm doing all of this and she's watching me do it and I'm telling her she can't and she doesn't understand. And so we have a constant struggle about why her safety is different than mine in situations like this. So there's not one particular example, but like she she has Musical.ly now. I will not let her post publicly. It's a private account. She shows me, I check it all the time and I see some of the things she posts and nine, I don't know for everyone, but this is the age, and I remember because I was a camp counselor my whole life for this age of girls. This is when they start to like notice their bodies a little more, and maybe they're starting to like things are starting to happen slowly. So she's like looking in the camera and singing all like sexy with making these faces, and I'm like horrified because she's not doing anything wrong. She's not being inappropriate, but I'm like, okay, we need to have a conversation. What you're doing right now where you're you're having fun. If you if I would allow you to post that publicly, you would have strangers and creeps and weird people commenting mm. you, 
commenting on you. And this is what I'm trying to protect you from. So you have to understand that your body, your mind, everything you put out there, you cannot take back. And she said to me, no, I can just delete it. And I go, no, no, no. Once you put it online, it's there. So you have to be conscious and protect yourself, your mind, body, and soul, and realize that anything that you do publicly is is out there. Okay, so it is a different world. And so what happens is young girls who are exploring identity issues, sexuality issues, mm-hmm. gender issues, body awareness issues, cannot do it with the same freedom no. and lack of inhibitions Mm -hmm. because now they have to be aware now you have to use the word creeps so and and so it's like i think of it you know there's this thing that happens when children are toddlers where they understand that people are looking at them there's Mm -hmm. a a, there's a self-consciousness that happens in a toddler Mm -hmm. um it's why discipline begins because they know people either approve or disapprove of Mm -hmm. choices they're making Mm -hmm. and that's a valuable developmental moment but now it happens again as you're in these preteen years where you know people are watching you and so this sense of self and being watched is a whole oh, gosh I'm just blowing myself no, but they are they um, are aware of their bodies and so that you know with body image it's not just how you feel about yourself. It's what you put out you there. You have to be able to explore it, and you need to be able to safely, play, play with those edges safely. Yeah. And children, and young girls, and boys, because we know boys are being driven into, you know, how they feel about their own muscles, how they feel about their own smells. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not just stinky boys anymore. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so there's the nine-year-old perspective. Okay, how are you guys thinking about... Mm, uh, filtering <laughs> the messages. Okay, well let's let's go, Jill. Let's no go. Idea. Okay, well, no, let's go back to simple, simple. I mean, okay. now I know like you've got like nine year old dot brain, but let's go back to to your little one, under one. Um, what do you see in her joy of her body, her acceptance of her body, her? Pr- I mean, joy, acceptance, pride. It's pure as could be when you're under a year old. Um, I mean, she's just a happy little. You know, being you know, and you know that anybody by no one criticizes no. how much she eats. No, um, okay, she's perfect, and I oh, and I just want her to like grow up knowing that that mm-hmm. she's perfect the way she is, and she will, and she will, and she will. But if she listens to me, she's not going to feel that way, and that's what scares me. But you're going to become more. Con- I I don't think I was conscious about it when my kids were that age, and even with Sienna, who's eighteen months. I'm more conscious of it because I, I know it's coming, but I don't think it's until your girls get a little bit older where you know they're aware of what you're saying and what it means. So you, I don't want to say, like, keep doing it, but, like, you still have time to get in check. Like, you still have time I've to worry about... I've been doing this my whole life. I'm 40. Yeah, but... We'll do it for her. But you never Parenting is a mirror, and it's the first mirror mm-hmm. is the thing that says, oh, my gosh, look at how loving I am. Look at how generous I am. Look at how it is, the mirror is all of your magnificence. Mm -hmm. And then the mirror starts to show us those things that we want to improve on, change on, grow for, evolve with, because we want the world, we want our children to see us without our our vulnerabilities and our challenges. The reality is we are full of challenges. Well, to add to what you're saying, I mean, my kids aren't that much older than yours, so it's not like I'm at a nine-year-old's, you know, age yet. But I think with me, 
I, with my first especially, you you don't want to say or do anything that's going to traumatize your kids or affect them in a negative way. And I felt so much pressure that I was putting on myself. Um, look, as I had more kids, I stopped focusing so much it wasn't even an option. But the truth is, like, I give myself, like, that get-out-of-jail-free card a lot. And everybody needs it every day. Because, a thousand times a day. Because, you know, it's like... When I finally give in to just being, I'm going to enjoy the moment. And it, trust me, I have to work on that. But I, I stop expecting myself to be perfect. Because somebody said this to me once. You know, parents are just people who happen to be your parents. And so when I realized, like, my parents aren't superheroes... Right. I was like, you're not a superhero either. Like, you cannot be perfect all the time. And I'm going to say things about my body or I'm going to make a comment. Like, even now, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I'm as big as I was. (laughs) You know, like, and I know I'm. so cute. So cute. (laughs) But, you know, like, I'm. Look, we're real in my house. And at least I grew up doing theater. So it's allowed me to be, like, really honest, sometimes maybe too honest, and I don't censor enough. I will say that's all that matters. That's all that really matters. All you can teach your children is from who you are. Mm -hmm. If you try to do it any other way, you are cheating them of you. It's Honestly, it's too exhausting to not just just be real. You know, like, that's what I want for my kids. Like, just be real. I will love you if you're sad. I will love you if you're happy. Like, And you will love me if I am happy or sad. Mm -hmm. Right. don't have to be entertainment perfect mommy. My right. girlfriend has a 13-year-old. She goes, you will be the perfect parent as long as you just be yourself. Mm-hmm. And your child will grow up mm-hmm. to be a fantastic individual. Mm-hmm. She was right. Mm-hmm. So there's, and that becomes, that somehow you find that own, that own, that mantra in your brain so that anytime you need that get out of jail free card, you go right to it every time. So the messages. Last night, Guy was having a bath, and I caught myself in the mirror, and I'd just eaten a full plate of pasta. <laughs> and it just, was, you did his homework just to yeah, make yeah, the podcast. Yeah. And it was the start of my cycle, so I'm like, bloated. And, and I was, like, standing in the mirror, just like, ooh. And I caught her looking at me, and, and so I just got her and go, puku. <laughs> that's Maori for tummy. So Okay. And she goes, and I just want her to embrace it and have fun with it and just laugh at herself. That was beautiful. That's beautiful. I mean, you have to, you know, when we look Mm -hmm. in the mirror and we see those things that we don't expect to see Mm -hmm. because our inside looking out feels so different than outside looking in, then you just look at it and go, oh, yeah, that'd be me. (laughs) That's me. I love it. Okay, so... um, there's the whole external thing. Now, let's. if you want to touch on it, I don't know if this is a direction you want to go, the other part that comes to body, I think, is food and fitness. How do you manage those messages for yourself, from yourself? So I'm going to put this out there. Um, I think I'm okay doing so. My husband has always been very physically fit. He didn't come from a home where his parents took the best care of themselves. So this is a topic that comes up in our home all the time. Um, you know, I do fear um, because I, I think he's, you know, he likes our kids to eat very healthfully. And I'm about 
moderation. You know, you could have a little of this and how, like, right. we try to just make, we, I try to teach them what the different colors of the foods can do for your body. And you know what? I'm going to like, if you want to have the apple and it's going to help you do this, or you're going to have the ice cream tonight for dessert and it's going to do, you know what? That's your choice. Because my kids are at an age now that I can start teaching them what food can do for you. So it has been a struggle. Um, I think with my oldest, she's kind of got the brunt of it because she is the oldest. With the third one, it's like, I want to come back as her because there will be no expectation. (laughs) But so I do fear, and I'm not really sure what you do when it comes to, I don't know how to address this so it doesn't affect them. I don't don't know that you, I don't know. I understand everything you're saying, and I am the only person in my house who cares about eating healthy. And when I say that, I say it lightly. I don't. I I like pasta. I like burgers. I like French fries. I don't. Deny, if I want something, I don't deny myself something, and I don't deny it to my kids. But I'm surrounded by people who would basically eat crap all day right. if they wanted to, and I worry about how that would affect them also. But I think when you're having the conversations, what I've noticed with Ava, just because she's older and she's aware, she sees me exercise and she'll say, "Why are you always exercising?" And I'm like, "Well, because I want to be healthy." You know, I don't ever use the word thin or skinny or anything. I used to. I used to be like, because mommy wants to be skinny because, you know, and I changed my tune once she got old enough and say, because I want to be healthy. It's, I want to, you know, feel good. And I want to. Healthy might be the new skinny. (laughs) Healthy might be the new skinny. But I think it's hard because I agree with you. Like, I want my kids to be kids and eat French fries and chicken fingers. Frankly, that's like 90% of their diet. So it is what it is. But. I would fall over if they ate like a piece of broccoli or spinach or things like that. And not for lack of me trying, but they just have zero interest. And I feel all the things you're explaining, my fear is that I'll push them so hard to eat these things that I'll create an anxiety and a disorder around. Well, that's That's what what I'm saying. Well, that's what I'm kind of seeing in some way. I see like a a rebellion from my first against like, you know, and she has all these food allergies. So on top of it, she has a fear of food Mm -hmm. because of the allergies. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, anything that doesn't look like it's super sugary Mm -hmm. or, you know, the other two, on the other hand, it doesn't matter what you could put yeah. kale, yeah. avocado, yeah. any, and they will eat it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we have to go to Jill's friend's mantra, and that is just be yourself. Yeah. Because so <gasps> and, and that means <laughs> and that means that person in your household who you worry will do that thing that you can't control. Right. And so and, and so the words I wrote down were be real and trust. So what do you say? You the real response is when in doubt, just observe. And put the observation into words. And that means, that's so important to dad. For dad, he loves feeling his body, taking care of his body, exercising for his body. Whatever the specifics are where he puts his focus and attention. You know what? Mom isn't quite like that. Mom's a more go with the flow. Mom loves dad's body, but you know what? But what's Alicia's word? But, mo- but mom loves her. Uh, you, know, you know, like you can, you can honor both. And then the word I wrote was trust. Because with your children, you can't control all the messages. Mm-hmm. You can't control all the influences. And what you said mm-hmm. is, I want to be, let, let them make their choices to find their relationship to their own body their own way. Some of us are going to be crazy. Some of us are going to be relaxed. Some of us are going to just be irrational. Mm-hmm. 
I think in our household it's a bit of the reverse um, because my husband, he's healthy and fit, but he's from Rome where they eat pasta twice a day Mm -hmm. usually. Like that's their go-to fast meal. Mm -hmm. Whereas our society, we're like, no, pasta, carbs. And so if he could, he would eat pasta every day. And my daughter loves pasta, right? So much pasta, he was... He had her one night and she vomited everywhere because she just said, more pasta, more pasta, and he gave her more pasta. She ate herself sick. Yeah. She did. And so, yeah, so that's a, there's a cultural perspective that comes into it as well, where um, in Italian families, pasta is a good, healthy food. It's light, something you <laughs> she can't. We're all moving in. She can't even get it out without laughing. She can't even get the words out without laughing. But then on top of that, um, they use for affection. They call each other like little pigs. And so, in my brain, I have to sit there and try not to filter their language and what they say. But I just want to run to my daughter and cover her ears. And just said, please don't call my daughter a little pig. Please don't grab her <laughs> oh thighs and God. say, what big chunky thighs you have. Like, because if you continue in that cycle, I'm afraid of, you know, she's going to hit 13 and be like, I'm a little pig. I have big chunky thighs. Mm. And oh, and ha- it's okay. <laughs> but, but it's such a beautiful message when it's done with that purity and that joy. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, clearly I don't have an answer. Um, <laughs> But it shows how complex it is, and it shows. I, I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stick with the trust. I'm gonna mm. stick with the. My trust. husband does the same thing with the, my baby, who now, who was the chunkiest of all of mine when she was little, and he would call her. His father was called Ron, and he would call her "Your little big Ron," and everybody called her "Little Big Ron," and then they would just call her "Big Ron," <laughs> and I'm like, Todd, please, like. Just remove the word big. Mm-hmm. Are you call Ron. I don't care. But, you know, it was coming from such a place of love that somebody once said, she's just hearing I love you when he says that. I mm-hmm. want to go back to Rachel's opening moment, which says that if that so much of the saying it right and, and the judgments come from that perfect, the perfect words, the perfect phrases, and the fear that that any of those words will do harm. And so the question is, I, I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. I refer to my husband and my child as hubs and chubs, you know? And it comes <laughs> we from... We call Sienna chubs sometimes. You know? And, like, when we I do. call her chubs and I grab the thigh and I chew on them, I, it's so... It's just love. It is your liberation from what... But what my help. mother-in-law flips out. She's like, don't call. And I'm like, what? Why? I mean, there's nothing wrong with her being a little. I, who doesn't want a chunky little baby yeah, to I chew on? Yeah. Okay. It's I don't. So we, this. The, we'll yeah. leave the questions, and I, let's just do our wrap up. I love what you're putting on the table. I love the contradictions. I love the journey. Um, how have you got this for right here, for right now? Beauty. We didn't even get to beauty. Beauty, body, joy. <laughs> um, Women's bodies, girls' bodies. <laughs> Anybody that wants to go first. Everybody's passing the hand. I'll, I'll go. I, I've got this because I'm going to continue to be honest and authentic with my daughter about the female form in general, but particularly mine, and that everyone is different. And 
part of that is being gentle with myself, being more accepting of myself, which I think is a work in progress always. It's never going to just click. I think I'm always going to have a closet filled with black clothing because it's slimming. I'm always going to look at a photo filter because maybe it'll like me, you know, I am. I'm going to be honest about it, but I think I'm going to just, I know I've got it because I'm going to continue the dialogue with her to make sure she remains healthy physically and mentally about body image. Joe. And I think you look fabulous in a Thank bathing you. suit, by the way. Thank you. So <laughs> fabulous. Thank you. Um, I don't know. And I know you could post that bathing suit picture. Oh, God, as no. Well. Yeah. Not happening I mean, ever. <laughs> we'll come. Work in progress. We, we come Not back happening. to this when all four of you put up your bathing suit pictures. <laughs> there we go. We'll just do a podcast next time in bathing suits. In suit. bathing suits. <laughs> yeah. We're all going to stand here in our bathing suits. They don't care if we walk in the doors in our bathing suits. It's fine. We'll wear our badges on our bathing suits. It's there fine. we go. Jill. Oh, I, I'm a work in progress. I don't know how I'm going to... I'm just going to try to be in the moment and... Just. How has having a little girl changed your sense of your own body? I want to... It makes me want to be okay with it. Because I've never have been. You know? That's what... That's what's happened. Like, I want to work on it. Okay. I was... I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I loved what you guys said. Um... I think have I got this. Um, you know, it's funny. We're talking about bathing suits, and we literally, we're all very happy being naked in my house. Um, we're three girls. I mean, aside from my husband, he doesn't walk around naked around all my girls. But um, Again, I think naked, there's a yeah. whole other podcast. Yeah, but, yeah. but, you know, it's interesting. So we are about to have our boy, and it's, you know, they're fascinated by the fact that, the boy's not going to have a... Can I say vagina? You can say vagina. <laughs> it's a real term. It's a real... I know we say it at our house. Like, we use real terms. But, you know, this is... It's very interesting because it's making them so much more aware of their own body. They say, good night, penis. Like, that's what they say good night to the baby. Oh, sorry. No, sorry to end it on that. But it's really... We love ending it's it really, on that. It's good night, penis. It's really interesting because it's their, they become so aware of the fact that they're different. So they look at their bodies, and I, it's allowed me to open that conversation up with them, which I've never thought of doing before because it hasn't been there hasn't been a need for it. Um, so how have I got this really quickly? Um, you know, I think I this is always therapy for me when I do a podcast with you. But I think what I could take from this. <laughs> Oh, then you talk. No, no, finish. Okay. Just that I think I, you know, I teach my girls to breathe. And I always think, like, let's breathe in the moment and be honest with ourselves. And it's just, it will all work out in the end. Truly, truly. I have to remember that. Truly. The thing I'm laughing behind my eyes, I want to cry. Because it's so easy for all the girls to say goodnight penis. (laughs) (laughs) That's easy. But what I'm crying for is I want all of us... Good night, vagina. Good night, with the vagina. same joy that we say good night, penis. It's not penis. too late. We can start it tonight. It's Everyone in their homes. Are we all saying good night to our vagina? Yes. yes. Everyone say good night. That thought went to my brain because because it's easy to say good night, penis. Everyone loves little boy penises. They do. We love little girl thighs, but do we? I mean, again, I'm gonna stop there. I'm stopping there. Alicia, how have you got this? I want to. Yeah, like you were saying, be authentic. Right. 
um, be real and and share with your little girls, you know, some days you don't love your body, some days you feel bloated, and that's okay. Put Bloating on. is an appropriate, well, yeah, that yeah. word is such an important part of this podcast. Yeah, um, you know, real. and educate, you know, if you do feel like you're not loving your body that day, wear something a piece of jewelry or a dress that you love that brings you joy. What makes me feel beautiful. Yes. Or go yeah. do something that makes you yes, feel beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I all love you education. all so very much. Thank you. Thank you. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow. Listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey. Loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules. You write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to The Front and the Follow for the song Listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.